Welcome to the Read Scripture Podcast. The goal of Read Scripture is to get people alone with God in His Word. For more information, visit readscripture.org. All right, so this week I've got a guest with me. Um, (laughs) This morning I actually just asked my friend Rob, hey, would you join me Um, and just kind of share what you've been reading in the Word. Rob's a part of our church um, and uh, he's become a great friend of mine and we talk about the Word every day. So I'm like, hey, come in here. I'm going to record a podcast. And about 10 minutes ago, he said, hey, what's a podcast? So (laughs) so this is real impromptu and we're just going to go for it. Hey Rob, when 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 would you say is the first time you read the Bible for yourself? Um, the first time I read the Bible for myself was probably about maybe nine years ago. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was just curious. Uh-huh. I heard all the stories and stuff, and uh-huh. just wanted to know. But where were you at that time? I was in prison. Okay. I was in prison. So yeah, you weren't a Christian yet. I wasn't a Christian, but I was interested in uh the stories and stuff like that it sounded huh. pretty cool and yeah. uh every time i'd go to solitary confinement they give me a bible so <laughs> you know i'd read the stories and uh yeah but i, I wasn't a christian i was a gang member and huh. uh but yeah so how did you how did you become a christian then well i can't tell you exactly how i became a christian other yeah. than god just uh revealing himself to me and mm-hmm. Solitary confinement again. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there and I was reading the Bible and I read a passage of scripture and it just broke my heart. Wow. And at that moment, I just knew how guilty I was. I felt ashamed. I felt hurt. And all I could do was cry out to Jesus. And um, from then on, everything that I loved, I started to hate. Huh. And I realized that it was sin, all sin that I've ever committed. I just. I hated it, and I just felt so different towards it, and my life just turned upside down. Everything that I've ever invested in, as far as being a gang member and a drug dealer and all those things, now were, uh, I hated them. So it just, I don't know what God did, but he did something crazy, something crazy, and since then, my life hasn't been the same. Uh, I just love Jesus. Wow. Do you remember the passage you read in solitary confinement that yeah. jumped out? Which one was it? Yeah, it was uh, the Beatitudes in mm-hmm. Matthew. It said, blessed are the poor. And I didn't understand what that meant. And I I read a little commentary under there. It was like spiritually bankrupt people uh, that have no hope. And I was like, oh, wow. And I, was, mm-hmm. I thought about that. And then I just started crying. Mm-hmm. For no reason, I just started crying and bawling like a baby. And I was like... And I just knew at that moment that I was spiritually bankrupt and that I had uh, no hope. And I just don't understand what God did after that. Um, But, man, my heart has changed towards the Lord. And uh, he's been so good to me since then. So you just started studying while you're in prison then? That's when you started studying the Bible regularly? Yeah, so after that, I got out of solitary confinement and a little man would come into the prison uh, and do a Bible study, and he uh, invited me in, and uh, he started showing me God's Word and speaking truth into my life, and um, I just like, this is it. I'm done. I, I got to tell these guys I can't be part of this gang anymore. And huh, I, I was afraid, but um, I just couldn't live that way no more. And yeah. God just kept putting people in my life, 
And I didn't realize that I was being discipled at the time. Not till wow. years later, I was like, oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were discipling me and showing me the truth of God and yeah. who he was. And yeah. So. How, how long have you been out now? I don't even remember. I've been out for about two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, because <clears throat> I hear a lot of people like when they're in prison, like they had this great time with the Lord because you got time. Right. <laughs> you got too much time. But then they get out and it's just tough to connect with him. How's that been for you? Like, do you feel like it's been harder to get close to God and, and getting that time alone with the word now that you're out? Or do you feel like, no, you just, you've been able to keep growing in your, your walk with the Lord and cherish the time alone with him? Yeah. Initially, when I got out, I ended up in a halfway house and there wasn't uh, any fellowship there. There was no, the body of Christ wasn't there at that yeah. place. And I was so close in prison with the guys that when I got out, I struggled a little bit for the first couple months. Oh. I just was by myself. But the one thing that remained was I would draw to God's word, like no matter what. And even when I'd mess up and I'd feel guilty, I'd get on my face and pray. Then I'd get in the word and spend hours and hours and hours in there. Yeah. And uh, that's the one thing that I just held on to was meeting with God in his word and so that didn't change. No, it didn't change. And mm -hmm. it, it just more of a desire grew and grew. And uh, that's all I have. Mm -hmm. That's all mm -hmm. I have. Wow. I mean, that's awesome, man. I, and just for those of you guys that are listening, like I, I love this guy, Rob. I've seen God just work in his life. Um, amazing restoration with him and his girl from they had a kid nine years ago. I mean, she was locked up with him they were both in prison nine years ago and she had to come out to have her baby and um but i had the honor of marrying them how long ago was that yeah in june in so. june <laughs> just, yeah, like, uh, just a few months ago yeah. and to see their whole family restored and her just sarah in love with the lord yeah she and their son jared lived with us for a few months before they got married and um man it's just been a great journey and rob's one of our uh leaders in our church now one of the pastors and doing an amazing job but i mean glory to god that's glory just an yeah. amazing amazing story but so when you read through first corinthians these last few days i'm sorry first thessalonians, thessalonians. i've read so much first thessalonians what what were the passages that like name a passage or two that just jumped out to you and why well the first passage that i looked at and i just had to stop because something that's been happening is when i read I'll read something, and I've read it before, and I just want to read past it again, and I'll be like, I want to sit on that for a minute, so I'll stop. Sometimes I'll just stop and stay there and just meditate. And just opening, Paul was talking about grace and peace, and he's always saying that, grace and peace. Like, it's almost like it's the the greeting, you yeah. know, all the time. Yeah. And I was like, wow, how come I don't greet anybody like that? <laughs> yeah. You know, how come I don't say grace and peace to you? So what is he saying in that? So that just the opening really... Uh, I sat there for a minute, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, man, grace and peace. I'm just meditating on it, chewing on it, and uh, I still I still don't know, like, but I just yeah. know that I want to be just blessing people with grace and peace in the Lord Jesus, hmm. you know? I want to meet people and just be like, grace and peace of Jesus on your life, you know? Yeah. Just full of the joy of knowing God, you know? Yeah. And then there's a lot of passages in there, but the one that really jumped out to me was... Uh, chapter four okay you know because it's like he's you know going through and he's just thankful for them all and everything and yeah. 
you know, like, you guys are awesome, doing great, and this is why it's happening, and you guys are doing it. And then in four, he's like, finally, you know, finally, it's like a real long opening. And then he was like, finally, I want to tell you guys, you know, you know, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you receive from us instructions as to how you ought to walk and please God. And he's like, just like you're already doing it. But then the next thing says, like, the next thing that he says is like, but excel, Hmm. go further, Hmm. you know? And Hmm. I was like, whoa, these guys are doing a great job. Hmm. But here he's saying, like, go further, go Hmm. deeper, Hmm. pursue more, you know? And he says um, that you excel still more. And I was like, whoa, how do I apply that to my life? How do I, you know, okay, how do I, where's the application for my life? Is he just talking to them or he's like, no, he's telling, you know, it's God's word telling me to excel. Don't get stagnant. Don't get, Hmm. you know, to a point where you just plateau, just keep running after Jesus. Hmm. Holy, pure, blameless is what he's called you to be. Yeah. And then he says some stuff like about sexual immorality yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, you know? All right. So that passage really jumped out to me in abstaining from things. Yeah. And I started thinking like, whoa, some of the guys that I meet with and disciple. Yeah. You know, I remember when I first became a believer, I struggled with things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was totally. like everything didn't just go away. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, I gotta be checking on on my guys. You know, these yeah. guys are brand new. What's going yeah. on? Wow. And I start asking questions, and you know, stuff starts coming. And it's like, all right, we mm. need to start looking at this and what's God saying to us in this. Wow. So there was a lot of application for my life and the guys that I work with, and just loving, you know, um, yeah. not well, just hearing this, you know. Yeah, and it's so you know, a lot of people when they say, well, I'm trying to figure out God's will for my life. Well, but then it says right there in verse three, this is the will of God, your sanctification. You know, like like sometimes we get so into like, what does he want me to do with my life? What does he want me to do five years from now? What's what's my gift to, you know? And he's like, well, first, let's just go to what's black and white. You know, your own sanctification. That's the will of God. He wants you to become more and more like him. My wife was just bringing that up today, that same verse. Really? Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. We were just talking about that at, at, at lunch with Angel. and Oh, yeah? Yeah, Sean. It was yeah. like, what is this sanctification, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy because sometimes we assume just people know what that means. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, hmm. it's, a, it's a big word, you know? Hmm. I'm not a big word guy, <laughs> you know? So I had to look it up, you know, like, you know, I, I've known it, I've been taught it before and but i just want to go back and remind myself what is god's will sanctification how's that look yeah and then in today's reading like at the end of chapter five um i kind of sums up both things you said in a not 25 verse 23 of chapter five now may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely Mm. oh man like, isn't that a great prayer? Yeah. Like, that. that's just, you know, you were talking about the blessing. Like, you know, you greet someone with grace and peace. But now he's, like, leaving them. He goes, oh, I want the God of peace himself to sanctify you completely. Wow. Like, I look at your life and I go, man, look at what God's done in this guy. You know, I look at Sarah's life and I go, man, look what he's done with her. Look at this couple. Look at little Jared, you know. And, 
and now you guys are gonna have a kid soon everything you know like all this restoration all this goodness but it's like okay god that's not enough okay now i want you to sanctify them completely just like what we were reading wow. you know in chapter four like man do so more and more yeah that's so good because it's like you said it a minute ago like glory to god yeah after we're just talking about like you know yeah so it's like i don't get to say like oh i i sanctified myself yeah I yeah, yeah you know yes i fought and i you know strived for everything but ultimately it's god working in and through yeah you know and yeah. it's saying right there like oh god let god do that in you like he'll yeah. and what a what a reassurance right yeah like man the, yeah. he's praying that it's God's word yeah. it's like oh that God would just sanctify you you know what I mean that he would just yeah. do it that he would just give you perseverance that he would just give you you know the strength totally isn't that great it is it's, well I talked about this last week too a little bit like in in Philippians how on the one hand he says man I want you to work out your salvation like you do this but it's God that's working and willing in you right. and it's the same thing here you know he's praying say hey I want God to sanctify you completely but the verse you pointed out in chapter 4 um, verse 1 it says just as you are doing that you do so more and more so it's not like we're these passive recipients like God's just going to make me holy with right. me just sitting here Right, like it's it's a, it's that weird thing where it's like, no, I know I'm feeling it, I'm fighting the temptation, I'm pursuing holiness, and yet at the same time, it's not me doing it; it's God is doing this through me, and it's it's like the hardest thing to understand how both things can be going on at the same time. Like I feel like I'm doing it, and yet God's saying, no, I'm doing it through you, but I'm commanding you to do it, and it's like man and God like intersecting together. It is. And that's why, like, I was telling you earlier, I'll write things down. Yeah. And I'll put it in my pocket and I'll pull it out later because if I just read it, it's good. Yeah. I'm getting it in there, right? Yeah. But if I'm meditating yeah. on it and yeah. thinking, like, what does that look like? Like, actually, like, the imagination that God gave us, just putting stuff together yeah. and, like, what does that look like? God's doing it, but still I have this responsibility. How does that work? And then it's yeah. like, oh, I don't know, but I know God. Yeah. You know, so it's just exciting to meditate on God's word and process stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't always come out with the answer, but mm-hmm. it's just spending time meditating on God's word. Yeah. It's rich. Totally. It's good. It's- well, and Rob and I were talking about how, and that's the kind of the purpose of this podcast is like, man, if we can get everyone reading the same passages of scripture every day, then every believer you pass by, you can bring back the scriptures up again and you actually fellowship over that. And I think that's what drove me nuts about uh, some church gatherings I was a part of in the past. And oftentimes I would lead it is I'd preach for that half hour. Then immediately afterwards, we would talk about where we're going to lunch, you know, what we're going to do, you know, talk about the Lakers, talk about the Dodgers, talk about whatever versus like throughout the day, every day of the week, fellowshipping over the scriptures. I mean, that's like such a blessing to have this body around us where everyone you walk up to it's like ah oh, did you read first thessalonians 5 today man what do you think about this 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 and they tell you what they shared yeah i'm just loving it yeah that's been one of the benefits like even with uh justin i'll read and then yeah. he'll probably be the first person i see when yeah, we're going yeah. to work I'm like, did you read that <laughs> did you uh-huh. see that and he's like yeah what'd you think you know like uh-huh. what came to your mind when you read that you know so we're yeah. on the we're on the same page yeah and it's like man i just 
I think there's unity in that. You know, I think that's being in one mind in unity. Not that mm. you know that we all have to not read other parts of the Bible, but yeah. that we're meditating and thinking through things together, mm-hmm. and we're striving together. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's great. You know? Yeah, because before I had this kind of fellowship, it was almost like I'd have this great time with the Lord uh, in the morning, but you know things just happen. And you almost forget, what was I reading this morning? But now that we talk about it throughout the day and you run into different believers at different times of the day, whether it's at work or after work or even your own family, it's like to bring it back up, it's been yeah. you know, invaluable. I, yeah, and I really I really do see like God's perfect timing Yeah, in a lot of things that we're reading. Yeah, you know? totally. Do you ever experience that? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's crazy that we're reading about this or whatever it is, and it's right at that moment something's going on, mm-hmm. and it's like there's no coincidence, yeah. you yeah. know. It's too like, blatant sometimes where you go, "There's no way yeah. that was coincidence." Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, when I was uh, reading about, going back when we we're in the Book of Acts, and I was reading this story about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, I was in the middle of a tribe in Ethiopia. Really. <laughs> No way. Oh, wow. Really, the one day I'm like way the heck out in the middle of this little tribe and that you know that was yeah. just being reached in Ethiopia. I'm reading it's Acts eight that day. Yeah. And it's like okay. I lo- I love that. I just really love that, man. It's, it's yeah. Such... You know, when I was um reading chapter one of First Thessalonians, you know, Paul uh, in verse four says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and in the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so we need not to say anything. For they themselves report re- concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to live the, the living to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Like he says to them, he goes... <clears throat> In verse 4, we know, brothers, loved by God, that he's chosen you because our gospel came to you not in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. Like Paul looks at this group of people, he goes, you know how I know you're chosen? You know how I can tell you guys are really believers? Because when I preach the word of God to you, man, it didn't just, you didn't just hear it. But it right. came with power. It came with conviction. You started imitating us. You started telling other people about us. You started working tirelessly. Uh, you, you turned from your idols to serve the living God. Now you're waiting for you know the return of Christ. And when I think about that passage, you know, man, I think about you and Sarah. Seriously, I go, man. You, you know, how sometimes people can be around and and. You're like, I don't know. I don't see any fruit, you, you yeah. know, but I see the way the gospel changed your life. I mean, it turned you around completely. Yeah. So it gives me this confidence. And I go, OK, I know that guy is loved by God and is chosen by God because the gospel comes to him, not just in word, 
but in power and right. full conviction. And even it's like when it's difficult, like when, when you you left your gang in prison, you just kept thinking. You, I remember when you told me about it, how you kept thinking, no, I'm not going to deny him. If we deny him, yeah. he's going to deny us. I'm going to confess him. So he's going to confess me. for You know, like that's that's what the word did in you. It's like right. he convicts you. He changes you. And so, so man, it's just an honor uh, serving with you because I go, man, I see the Holy Spirit in this guy. But I guess the thing I want to ask you is, man, You've got people listening right now that are, some of them are studying the Word of God for themselves, some maybe not. You know, I try to say, hey, don't make this podcast like your time to receive the Word. I, this is to encourage you to get into it for yourself. I mean, what's the one thing that you're, you're just, you'd be dying to just tell people that are listening right now? The one thing that I would say yeah. is that when I come to God's Word, I don't just want to come to God's word. I want to come to God, mm. you know? So I'm pleading and begging, like, Jesus, I want to meet with you right now. I want you to show me yourself in your word. Please, I don't want to just read this. I want to be with you. I want to be in your presence. And it's not every time that I say, oh, it's happening every time. But when I do get to taste again and see, my heart just becomes soft and so sensitive that I just can't hold back the tears. It's like that day when I was crying in that cell, and they're not just emotions. It's like I want to meet with Jesus. You know, I want to know His goodness. I just want to be close to Him. I just want to boast in Him. Mm. And what it is is meeting in His Word and meeting with Him through His Spirit. And I was just like, so if there's anything I can say, is as you approach God's Word, approach it prayerfully. Mm. Approach it with a desire and if your desire is not there pray God give me that desire that's what you made me for mm. so desire mm. Jesus that's it that's Jesus Yeah. and I had that same verse underlined you mm. know that you were talking about right now it's like mm. for our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and somewhere else he says something like yeah and we didn't just give you the gospel but we gave you our lives you know, I was like, oh, look at that. Check that mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not just word, but it's the power of God mm-hmm. for salvation. And I was like, oh, I just want to tell people the great treasure, you know, like, look, yeah. look here yeah. it is. So, yeah, I had that underlined, wow. too, and it really uh, that jumped out to me as well. That's but, good. yeah. Well, man, I just want to close with that and just, you know, what you said about not just reading. I mean, you want to read the word course but you want to read it in the presence of god and uh and sometimes like we we just want to acquire the knowledge rather than you know the knowledge of him you know like it's supposed to lead us to him and so man we just encourage everyone that's listening right now this is not about just you acquiring information about god it's that information bringing you closer to him so that when you're praying like you you sense his presence because his word promises him being here with us as we go out and we make disciples and as we're we're here communing with him and his word and there's just so many lies out there and so we just have to sanctify um man if it's not too weird do you mind just kind of like praying for everyone that's listening to this um just pray for their times with the Lord and we'll close with that Lord you're so good 
You're so, so good. Lord, I pray for your church all over the world, Lord. God, that the desire of their hearts would be you, Lord. Lord, and I know there's times in my life my desire just fluctuates and changes, God, but I want you right now. And I want your church to want you and enjoy you and enjoy being with you, Lord. So, Lord, I pray for the time that people are gathering to your word, that they would be gathering to you, to be with you, to enjoy you, and to love you, and to hear from you. Lord, I ask you also for those people who you've called, and they haven't heard yet, Lord, just like when I was in that cell. Lord, I pray that they would open up the doors to their heart, Lord, that you would open it up, open it up wide, Lord. And pour forth your love and your spirit. Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for this time, for this place. Lord, but it's nothing, nothing compared to what's what's ahead, Lord, the hope that you've given us, God. That you're coming like the blink of an eye, just quick. Lord, we wait for that, Lord, and I just I just long for that. And I pray that your church would long for that. Long for you long for your presence, Lord. Your word tells us that in your presence is the fullness of joy. God, help us to meditate on you and your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, man. Yeah, it's good. Thank you for listening to the Read Scripture Podcast. Read Scripture is a collaboration between The Bible Project and Crazy Love Ministries. For more information on The Bible Project, visit jointhebibleproject.com. For more information on Crazy Love Ministries, visit crazylove.org.